All right, well, we're in our text here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're uh, talking about times like these. And I've been focusing on, um, you know, the first verses of 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let me get there, my text. Here we go. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, for time's sake, I'm just going to read verses 1 through 9 and kind of rehearse where we've been and then pick up where we left off. Uh, 2 Timothy 3 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, of such, from such, I should say, turn away. Uh, for of this sort are they which creep into, uh, into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, uh, even ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambers withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. And of course we're talking about the two magicians that... Uh, uh, basically, you know, withstood Moses uh, in Egypt, and eventually they were overcome by Moses and Aaron, by God, ultimately. So uh, let's pray, and we'll look a little deeper into this. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this text. Thank you for the Word of God that's truth, and thank you for giving us uh, your Word. And, Lord, in, in uh, times like these, literally, uh, there are corrupt men and, and things, but we have good news to come because they're also uh, key men that you've uh, you called to stand in the gap and make up a difference, and we want to be those people that uh, are faithful to your word. Help us to, to be wise and, and obey um, this uh, admonition, uh, not to, uh, you know, to turn away from such to turn away. That's a direct command. So, Lord, to give us the grace uh, not to try to keep company with them uh, uh, or be envious of uh, the wicked, Lord. That's, a, that's also not encouraged in the Old Testament, and it's also not encouraged in the New Testament. So friendship with the world is enmity with God. Help us to be holy because you're holy and to walk in the Spirit, not filled us the flesh we thank you and we praise you for the liberty that you called us into and the freedom to say no and we ask a blessing on the reading and the hearing of your word tonight we ask this in jesus name amen all right so just to kind of fill in the blanks there uh, we're talking about times like these that corrupt men versus complete men and uh, we're talking the first point is discern the danger which we've obviously see point a corrupt man accompany perilous times Faithful and fruitful men should know this also, right? These are things that, that faithful and fruit, fruitful men should know. Uh, we saw point C, defining the last days, and I'm not going to get into all the details, but uh, I, I liken that to Laodicea in church period and got into some passages there which are listed in your notes. Follow Jesus' example, um, and, and I used, uh, if you were here, oh, I jumped ahead, like six pages, I'm sorry. So, um, Hold on. Point D, corrupt men accompany perilous times. Um, and I was jumping right into where I left off. Uh, and then I point two, we talked about discern the DNA of corrupt men. In the book, book of John, uh, Jesus manifests himself as the Son of God. Point B, um, and the word there, son. And point B, Paul identifies 18 attributes of corrupt men in the last days. And we talked about those. The first six uh, a corrupt man submits to no one but himself. The second series of six is a corrupt man loves no one but himself. And the third series of six is a corrupt man exalts no one but himself. It's all about him. Uh, 
And then we saw in point two uh, to follow Jesus's. Oh no, I keep jumping ahead. Excuse me. Then we saw that the spirit. Uh, this is the spirit. You are bound to if you're lost. So we are those 18 things if we are lost. But once we get saved, we're free from that, which is point D. This is the spirit you're freed from if you're saved. So you're bound if you're lost. You're freed if you're saved. And then uh, getting to point three, distance yourself from the devil. That's the direct command. Distance yourself from deceitful men's perversions. And we see that in verses 5 and 6 as we follow Jesus' example. <clears throat> now we're getting to Jesus' example. So I begin and end point, uh, this point uh, with, with Jesus' example with Peter and how he literally turned his back on Peter and said, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savest not the things that be of God. And so, um, you know, also, uh, from turning away means to repent. We talked about that last week. I don't think those are in your blanks. But point B, distance yourself from deceitful men's demonic teaching, specifically. Um, Ever learning, point one, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And I was mentioning how that desc- that uh, describes the Daniel what Daniel prophesied Daniel twelve four uh, here in these days in which we live. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. That is exactly where we are, uh, Daniel twelve four. So uh, this is the knowledge age, information age, knowledge, and uh, and yet less and less people really know God. And so Daniel uh, was noticeably absent when Nebuchadnezzar initially approached the wise men of Babylon. Uh, he didn't fellowship with them because he didn't desire to be like them. But when God, when they needed somebody that could help, they eventually found Daniel, Hananiah, and Mishael. And uh, what they did was different than the other guys. And so they were different. They were a peculiar people. And so uh, knowledge is like the beer commercial, like the, the king's meat. It, it may taste great, but it's much less filling, right? It doesn't have the meat that they needed. So uh, the results of famine and false information uh, and uh, lack of truth end up creating a famine, which is what Amos 8, 11-14 speaks of as a famine in the land, uh, not of bread or water, but of hearing of the words of the Lord. Uh, like even today, we're Randy's up there preaching, and we got some Bible verse off the you know off a computer program that says King James Bible, and it has the wrong word up there. You know, example instead of in sample, because just little things like that. You can't even you can't trust technology. I can tell you that much. So hold fast to the faithful words that you've been taught, and so it's just everywhere. So today, the Laodicea Church says that she's rich and increased with goods, but she's really void of the most precious thing, which is the Word of God. That's abundantly evident right now. So theologically, just in the last 22, 3 years since I've been pastoring here at Heartland, uh, you know, the, even uh, even the concept of dispensations 20, some, 20 years ago, the dispensational view of the Bible was normal in in America and most evangelical churches. And today, a lot of Baptists are abandoning that. Abandoning that it started with progressive dispensationalism, and now it's gone in right on into full covenant theology, and uh, and so it's. Uh, it's unbelievably crazy how things are just sliding away. Uh, and when you don't know how to rightly divide the word, well, you can't rightly apply the word. And that's the bottom line. The devil wins. Checkmate. And so uh, the word of God warns us about knowledge without charity. In 1 Corinthians 8, 1-3, through 3, Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. And if any man think he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. And uh, would to God that we would love God and love people. So be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. 
for your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Uh, Romans 16:19, by the way, is a passage in my own personal life that I've, I really, God's convicted me about, and He brings me back around to this all the time. I'm one of those people that could get lost in conspiracy theories, you know, or not even theories, conspiracies <laughs> that are real, and uh, and just go off on those things. But it doesn't do you any good at the end of the day to be wise concerning evil, like to know all the details behind. Um, you know, uh, uh, Klaus Schwab's plans for the world and the EU and all of those things. Those are real things. Agenda 3030 now was 20, Agenda 21 is now Agenda 2030 and whatever. And you can find all those things. They're real. You can go look into them. You can study them. And you can take a lot of time doing that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you just can't get caught up in it. You got There's no good to be wise concerning that. Right? It's actually better to be simple concerning that and wise concerning the Bible. Harmless as doves. That's right, because it'll it'll take you off track. And so, First um, Corinthians fourteen twenty, brethren, be not children in understanding. Howbeit in malice be ye children. So understand, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Departing from evil is understanding. So be, you know, be uh, be adults in departing from evil, but be children when it comes to being full of malice. Right? Don't get caught up in all the silliness that goes on. Uh, and social media is a good place for that. But in understanding, be men. Be men. Be mature. All right, so here we are. We're getting down to where we left off. So follow Jesus' example. Again, turn away, uh, even if it means your friends, right? He, his disciple even. He said, sorry, uh, Peter. He didn't apologize, actually. He just said, get behind me, Satan. Uh, and, a, and a few verses earlier, as we saw last week, he was saying, hey, you got it right, Peter. And you figured this thing out. You're the man. And you know what? I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And you're going to be a little Petra. You're going to you're going to be leader of the church in Jerusalem. And uh, then a few, just a few verses later, he says, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> so it's just that quick. So uh, we got to be careful. All right, so point C. Distance yourself from the inevitable, the inevitable demise of deceitful men. Distance yourself from the inevitable demise of deceitful men. So that puts you down here in verse 8. Um, so now as Janus and Jambers withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. So their demise is inevitable. right? They may be big shots for a moment but it's going to come to a conclusion because they're standing off with God. So these uh, corrupt men will be destroyed if they don't repent. right? So Janus and Jambers is recorded in Hebrew uh, in the Targum, which is uh, like an ancient commentary or encyclopedia as the magicians or the wise men that faced off with Moses in Exodus chapter 7 and verse 11. So uh, I know we've been there on Sunday morning, but you've slept since then and so have I. So let's go to Exodus chapter 7 for just a moment. Since Paul brings this up, it's obviously on his mind, so it should be on our mind too. Uh, Exodus chapter 7 and verse 11. 7-11. Thank heaven for 7-11. So, I wonder where I've heard that. So, Pharaoh also called the wise men. Notice they're wise men, just like Nebuchadnezzar had wise men. So, not all wise guys are wise, right? Even in our culture, people called wise guys are not noted really for being wise. They're, they're noted for being brutal and deceitful and deceptive. So, uh, these men come and they're, and they're sorcerers, it says. So, Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt. 
They also did like manner which their enchant- with their enchantments, for they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's wa- rod swallowed up their rods. And so, <clears throat> um, here is where they face off uh, with them, and they don't just stop there. In verse 22, the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, neither did he hearken unto them, as the Lord had said. So here they faced off with them again. Uh, in chapter 8 and verse 7, it goes on saying, The magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Uh, and then in chapter 9 and verse 11, they did it again. So they're doing this, they're doing miracles. And the magician, oh, here it goes, the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boil was upon the magicians and upon all the Egyptians. So here in uh, verses eight and nine, that was it. Nine one one for the magicians. It's it's uh, their it's their uh, day of destruction, and so um, they finally come up against it. And uh, Moses and and uh, their their time is coming. They're going to be destroyed as Janus and Jambers withstood Moses. That's what's going to happen to these men. There's going to come a time where um, they're going to end up paying the price for standing against God, which is what happened to these magicians. So there there's a lot of things revealed. That's the word revealed by the Spirit of God concerning the last days as, as we see signs and lying wonders spoken by Paul, uh, spoken about by Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2.9. Uh, and they're going to be allowed by God in the coming tribulation to deceive those who will not receive the love of the truth. So uh, I mentioned that. So we got time tonight. Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 9. 2 Thessalonians 2.9. So Paul is consoling the church here because they think they're in the tribulation. He's saying, no, that's not going to happen yet. But he gets down here into verse 9 and he says, um, this is what's going to happen before the day of the Lord Jesus, before the second coming. Uh, Let no man deceive you by any means, in verse 3. For that day, the second coming, shall not come except there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That will be Revelation chapter 6. And whoso who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God and is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. That moves you to the midpoint of the tribulation of Daniel's 70th week. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that, that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and, with, and destroy with the brightness of his coming. That's the second coming of Malachi chapter 4. Uh, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. So when he comes, he's, this is how Satan's going to roll in with all, uh, with all, with the working of uh, uh, the working of Satan comes with all power and signs and lying wonders. And signs are important because signs are for the Jews, according to 1 Corinthians 11.22. And the tribulation, by the way, is dealing with Jerusalem and Israel and the Jews. And so it's no accident that it, that it'll be revealed with signs, uh, with power, signs, and lying wonders. And that's the point here. Point four, Jesus was very clear that there will come a time of lying, signs, and wonders. Right? This isn't just Paul speaking this. Jesus said the same thing. <clears throat> and... Um, 
By the way, before I jump back to, to the reference in Mark 13, notice verse 10 of Second Thessalonians 2. He says, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. So uh, there's going to be people, uh, as Paul's talking about in the Second Timothy chapter, uh, chapter 3, uh, they move on into the tribulation because they didn't receive the love of the truth, like Janus and Jambers. And their destruction will come upon them, just like Janus and Jambers. And they will go through tribulation, uh, literally. And they'll be destroyed, uh, just like the magicians of Egypt. Okay, so Mark chapter 13 and verse 22, this is what Jesus said, and it's in your notes. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. And since we're not covenant theologians here, and we believe in rightly dividing the word of God, who are the elect? Israel, right. In, in the tribulation, right? That is who we're talking about. That's who Jesus is... Obviously, historically at that time, that hadn't happened because he hadn't died, but now we know that's who he's talking about. Matthew 24, another important passage in regard to, to laying out the beginning of sorrows and the, and the abomination of desolations and the great tribulation, which is the last three and a half years of Daniel's 70th week. Jesus says in Matthew 24, 24, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And so these are going to be such uh, impressive signs, all power, that uh, if it were possible, the, the Jews would follow them. But we know that isn't going to happen, because some of them are going to believe the Bible, and they're going to realize they missed their Messiah, and they're going to flee, and, uh, and uh, some will escape to the wilderness, and, and they'll be fed miraculously, and God will protect them. And 144,000 Jewish male virgins will preach, and there's all kinds of things that are going to happen. But if it were possible, um, <coughs> the very elect would be deceived. So Jesus selected Judas, point five, who did miracles right beside the other 11 disciples. And that's scary. So Mark 3.14 says, And he ordained 12, that they should be with him, and that they might send them forth to preach and have power to heal sickness is, and cast out devils. <clears throat> so Judas, who is the son of perdition, um, is right there alongside of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the other apostles. And Jesus knew it the whole time. And he was given, he had power to do all signs and lying wonders, because he's a liar. So <clears throat> we should not be surprised, point six, when Satan is transformed into an angel of light. So Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed into ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. It doesn't say ministers of unrighteousness. <clears throat> ministers of righteousness. That's a pretty scary passage, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. 14. Um, and so, since we can't always discern that, obviously... Um, who does? Well, God does. And so, um, and boy, in my years have I seen some doozies. So, so you never know. So be careful. And, uh, and, uh, and so the point is, is simply be wise concerning good and simple concerning evil. And God will deal, point seven, God will deal with those corrupt men soon enough. Which is really what he's talking about in verse nine, back in our text in Second Timothy chapter three. Um, <clears throat> Let me go back. Second Timothy chapter three and verse 
verse 9. So, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Uh, if you go to First Timothy, keep a finger there. Go back to First Timothy chapter five, because I didn't, I didn't. Did I put that in your notes? I put it in your notes. So you can just look at it. Likewise, also the good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. So, um, uh, man, I tell you what. If you're other, if you, other than if you, well, let me look at that in the context so you get the whole gist of that. Five twenty-five. First Thessalonians five uh, twenty. Four says, Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. First Timothy. What did I say? Second? First Timothy. Thessalonians. Oh, sorry. First Timothy uh, 5.24. So some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. Likewise also, the good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. So he's he's contrasting the, you know the good works of good men versus the good the the uh, the the sins of other men. Some are open beforehand, going for the judgment, and others won't be. I mean, so you won't, some things we won't know until later, but God knows. Um, but conversely, um, you know what? Uh, the, also, the good works of some men are are manifest beforehand, and so. Uh, you just can't hide the light. The light's going to get out, and we need to be focused on the things that are good, not the things that are evil. So, uh, as we come to the conclusion uh, this evening, discern the danger of the last days. And that is really specifically talking to us today. Uh, the DNA of corrupt men, and, and, and make sure you distance yourself from their perversion, their demonic teaching, and their demise. Right. So, And there's a lot of it out there. You know, you can pick on Joel Olstein and people like that, uh, but, you know, the devil's in the details, so be very careful, because there there are corrupt men uh, that have a d- demonic DNA, and uh, and they, man, I tell you what, they'll destroy. I remember when I was on the circuit many years ago, a fundamental Baptist King James guy was all turned around the axle, and he literally went into a church and he was in Coldwater, Kansas, and just, just literally destroyed it. Uh, the people had Christmas decorations up. And and they didn't know that the pagan they didn't know or understand the pagan origins of of Christmas or whatever ever you know Jeremiah and the Baal tree and all of that stuff and so this guy without first first Sunday there in the middle is, is in Christmas like the week before Christmas or the beginning of December this the ladies had decorated the church you know and he comes in and just like like he's an Old Testament prophet and rips everything off the walls and takes their trees and casts them out you know all this stuff and. I'm just like, wow, what a, what an idiot, <laughs> you know. Um, he doesn't even understand, you know. Even if even if he had a conviction about that, I'm not actually against his print. I mean, if you don't want to do a bail tree, that's fine. I get it. But I mean, we're not under the law, dude. And uh, you know, you still use a Gregorian ca- a Gregorian calendar every day of your life, and you don't do anything about that. I mean, so it's just crazy, you know, and, and inconsistent. And, and people like that, you have to scratch your head and go, "Are they even saved? Really? Do they have the Spirit of God in them?" Like, if that's a thing, teach about it and help turn people from it. I get it, but you don't go in like that. I mean, that's crazy. And uh, of course, he didn't last very long. But anyway, uh, fortunately, they had enough wisdom to get rid of that joker in a hurry. So, um, and I, by the way, I'm not supporting paganism. So I'm just saying, uh, have some sense. All right. So, all right. Any questions on the teaching tonight? 
So next time we get together, we'll pick it up on uh, in chapter 3 in verse 10 going forward. And uh, we'll talk about complete men instead of corrupt men, which is the other side of the coin. And we want to be a complete men, not corrupt men. All right, so we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. It's a perfect number. I saw that the uh, Green Bay Packers were destroyed. So I saw, when I la- left the So I came into the, before I came in the sanctuary, I said, Siri, what's the score of the Dallas game? And it said, the lady says, how'd she, how, it was funny how she says it. The Dallas Cowboys are getting, it wasn't defeated, are getting demolished, I think she said, getting demolished by the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. <laughs> 40-something to 16. I was like, okay.